Hey guys, welcome to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Diana Lee. I spent years steeped in diet culture, obsessively weighing, measuring, and tracking my food. In 2019, I ditched macro tracking for good, and now I've made it my mission to help you swap diets for real food freedom. It's time to unfuck your mindset and stop letting food control you. Let's dive in. I'm about to dish out one of my most frequently used coaching tools within my one-on-one coaching. So buckle up because this is going to be a great coaching episode for you. Summertime is obviously filled with tons of vacations, but let's be real. This is not an issue that is exclusive to this season. My clients are dealing with all kinds of trips that take them out of their routine. And maybe you're the type of person who worries about exactly that. You think that these trips are sabotaging your success. And after all, they might truly be sabotaging your success because you don't have the proper tools to help maintain balance. By the end of this episode, that will no longer be a concern because I'm going to tell you exactly how I set my clients up for success each trip. The first step is quite honestly the most important step, and that is to set your intentions. It sounds maybe a little bit woo-woo, but trust me here, this is going to be the guiding light, your North Star, if you will, in your goal setting down in step three. What I mean by set your intentions is you need to determine what kind of trip this is and what you want to get out of it. Here's a few examples. If you're going on vacation, your intention is likely to relax and enjoy the experience. You likely do not intend to be perfect with your nutrition. And in fact, you may want more flexibility to indulge a bit more than usual. You'll likely want to set goals that enable you to be present and in the moment and create memories, but goals that'll also help you return from that trip without any unnecessary guilt for, let's say, overindulging. On the flip side, you will likely have different intentions if you are traveling for work. Work trips often take you out of your routine, but more by necessity than fun. Your intention may be, in fact, to maintain a semblance of routine and stay on top of your goals because you'd like to continue to make progress. And allow me to touch upon that last bit that I said, quote unquote, to continue to make progress. Part of your intentions is also to set your expectations. No health journey is linear, and it's okay to not see progress every single week, but you have to also be okay with that. If you're choosing to be more relaxed with your intentions, then it's best to adjust your expectations. There's no sense in saying that you want to indulge and enjoy vacation, but you also want to lose like two pounds in the week while you're at it. You cannot have an intention and set action items that do not align with your expectations. Otherwise, you are setting yourself up for failure in the end. You might adjust your expectations for a vacation to sound something like you want to minimize bloating because you usually feel bloated on trips. It is absolutely possible to navigate this with balance and see the results that you want while allowing yourself to indulge mindfully. Another good expectation may be that you want to be able to come home from that trip guilt-free. And as a result, we work on your mindset around food and experiences so that we can mitigate that. This is your friendly reminder that progress does not have to look like your body changing, but can come in the form of your mindset and habits changing, and that will still keep you moving in the right direction, whatever direction that is. Now that you've set your intention, the next action step in this process is to outline your obstacles and opportunities. 
There's no sense in developing goals if you aren't aware of what you have available to set yourself up for success and what might threaten to slow you down or get in the way. If you're looking to create goals around nutrition, you want to look at your accommodations. Are you staying in a hotel where you will at best have a fridge and maybe a microwave? Or are you staying in an Airbnb with a fully stocked kitchen? Are you going to be cooking on this trip or are you at the mercy of eating out for all of your meals? You might also need to address who you are traveling with and what that dynamic will be. Are you going to be traveling alone? In which case you hold all the power in making food decisions. Sometimes with work travel, you're being fed by your company or whoever is hosting you and your meals are more outside of your control. It can help to know your schedule and whether or not you will have the chance to eat at regular intervals. And if not, do you have the ability to either pack snacks or pick them up at a store local to you? It helps to outline what habits you want to focus on that you typically focus on at home and what is within your control and what is outside of your control. In some cases, something being outside of your control does not always mean that you do not have the power to get creative and come up with ways to take back some of that control with some key strategies in play. Do this assessment with your whole trip and try to predict what you might need to be aware of. We cannot be perfect and know everything, but this still helps you feel a lot more prepared than going into it blind. The third step of this process is to set your minimum goals. You're going to set a maximum of three goals to guide you through the weekend, but by no means do you have to set all three and you can go fewer. We don't do more than that because that's when things just get a little too overwhelming. I want you to be focused on what needs to be accomplished and stay on track. A minimum means that you're going to set either a fairly easy goal to achieve or a slight stretch goal. How much you push and challenge yourself with this goal is going to be based on your intentions as well as your predicted obstacles. So for instance, a very common minimum that my clients will set for vacations is to consume two servings of vegetables per day. On vacation, this is very doable because you're likely going to eat three meals per day and vegetables can be incorporated easily in lunch and dinner. Setting a goal of two servings of vegetables per day does not mean you cannot eat more than that. And by all means, if you eat three servings in a day, four, then more power to you. That's awesome. But that's the point of a minimum. It is the bare minimum that you want to achieve in order to keep yourself on track. Now, maybe your intentions are a bit more stringent than being on vacation mode. You might make that minimum of three servings of vegetables per day. And now you might need to give a little bit more thought into how you're going to make that happen. Do you need to have a vegetable snack available to you? Are you going to double up on vegetable portions within certain meals? If you are not sure how you're going to reach that minimum, then use your obstacles and opportunities analysis from step two to strategize. The key part of this process is be specific. You need to know exactly what your goal is and what is success and what is falling short. While you're being specific, you also need to be realistic. This goes without saying once you've done your obstacles and opportunities analysis, but sometimes you can be very motivated when setting these goals and you set really high expectations for yourself without truly understanding your limit. A really great way to judge this is once you set your goals, ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how confident you are in executing those goals with a 10 being really, really confident. I want you to feel a 10. I want you to feel like I can absolutely accomplish these goals. 
If you are not at a 10, ask yourself why. Is there something that can be done about it? Sometimes my clients will rate themselves a little bit low simply because they don't have trust in themselves. And they're like, I just don't know if I'm actually going to follow through. Great. Why don't we talk about accountability? Or maybe they'll say, I think it's going to be really difficult because of X, Y, Z. And then either we need to come up with strategies to improve their confidence, or we need to adjust that minimum. That's a really great way to evaluate your minimum goals. Here are some examples of minimums that my clients have set. Eat three servings of protein per day. Eat well-balanced meals when able to. And I love this goal. And what it means is that they incorporate a carbohydrate, fat, vegetable, and protein in whatever meal they're eating, as long as all of those options are available. If they're not available, no biggie. They do the best they can. Eat three meals per day. Eat slowly and mindfully for all meals and stop at fullness. Drink one glass of water for every alcoholic beverage consumed. Consume no more than four alcoholic beverages within a single day. Stop consuming alcohol beverages after 11 p.m. Go for a 10-minute walk daily. Do a 15-minute stretch three times this week. Consume 60 ounces of water daily. Notice that these goals are specific and they are minimums that can be exceeded but set realistic expectations. Remember that I said earlier to only set three minimums. So how do you choose? Steer clear of setting minimums that are already ingrained habits. If this is something that you do well, even when taken out of your routine, then a reminder to do it does not need to take up your attention. Instead, choose habits that you struggle with executing consistently when you are taken out of your routine and habits that you know will help you feel good at the end of your trip. I like to do one nutrition goal, one fitness or movement goal, and one other miscellaneous goal, but you can truly break it down however it best suits you. Finally, the last piece is to set accountability. I do this within my coaching for my clients through daily task checkoffs or follow-up messages to check in on how they're doing. If you're doing this on your own, you need to be able to hold yourself accountable. One way to do this is at a bare minimum, write your goals down. Keep it somewhere that you have access to it, like a notepad on your phone. Let's level up this accountability now. And as you complete each item, maybe give yourself a tally mark for each day or drop an emoji in in that notepad. Or you can also try setting a reminder to go off each day about your goals. Whatever is going to help you keep this top of mind and help you follow through is good to have in place. I hope this was a helpful coaching tool for you to get from this podcast episode. And if you do implement it, I would love to hear how it goes. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and fill me in. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes released every week. Until then, I will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I am so happy to be a part of your health journey. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're now one step closer to ditching diet culture and finding real food freedom.